Hi, and welcome to another episode of our podcast where language enthusiasts talk about learning and stuff. It's three of us here. I'm Zoya. I'm Taya. And I'm Ksusha. In this chaotic world, we all in need of safe space to speak one's mind, love, and enjoy life. Because that's the only way to stay sane while zooming through chaos. So yet another episode for our podcast. Congratulations, we got it recording. Yay! What are we going to talk about today? I believe we're going to talk about why people learn languages and if we actually need a reason to do so. Yeah, I love it. What do you think, Tai? Why do people learn languages? Well, why people learn foreign languages? Mm. That's a good question. I think many people, actually, I'm searching now for some pupils and I search for them in the, at the website and there are many people who have different aims, different reasons to start learning foreign languages or to continue learning foreign languages. It's either for themselves or for work or they study something and they have subject at the uni or wherever they study and then they just realize they're not enough they're not good enough at foreign languages and they want some more and there's the there's this website you can have classes with a private teacher with a private tutor so you mean the platform like it's just the aggregator Yes, there are many requests for a private tutor, a private teacher. And I'm just searching for some pupils I could have classes with. Sometimes I don't, um, I'm not uh, appropriate for, how can I say that in a good Like, you can tell us about the guy who wanted to surprise his friend with a German class. And a dance. Was it supposed to be a lap dance? What's the reason to learn a language here? Oh, well, it's a it's an interesting reason to surprise somebody to... Like, is it uh, sustainable in the long run? Yeah, it's not long term at all. So, basically what you mentioned, I guess, the main reasons usually are connected to worker studies. I believe that will cover the majority to agree girls yeah for traveling although it's a bit challenging nowadays but people still do travel and they do need english for it i have some students who travel a lot and they need english for this yeah yeah is this only like the english part because i don't believe that people learn for example spanish for traveling Why not? Wait, I learned French like this. I started learning French because I was going to France. Hmm, all right, okay. So I wanted to, like, not be an idiot in a foreign country. <laughs> It's just my opinion. But so if I knew that in some foreseeable future I was going to a specific country, I would learn at least some language. Yeah, at least some phrases and stuff. And here comes the question of, again, how many languages do you know? And Russian people are usually it's like, oh, I know Russian and that's it. Even if they're speaking uh, English right now. Yeah, yeah, you were talking about that in the previous one. That your students are like, I don't know anything. Mm -hmm. And people from other countries, they usually... They're not that shy. Yes, exactly. And it's uh, and if it's only a couple of phrases, they are still saying that I know a bit of it. And that's great, I think. Yeah, that's uh, more about them being confident. <laughs> Have you also many, maybe noticed that may, many people who speak foreign languages 
they're willing to go to other countries, they're willing to go abroad to travel more than people who don't speak any languages. Actually, that's something I noticed recently. I I might disagree here, as I have I had some students who were elementary at that time, and they traveled more than people who were advanced. And it totally depended on their personality. So there are people who can get by not knowing at all. Like, they are just that charismatic, and they use a lot of gestures. Oh, yes, yes. They are willing to learn language, but for some reason, they find it the hardest. How it's connected, maybe we need to give it another thought. But I had students who were elementary, and they were more well-traveled, if I can say like this, than my advanced students. I believe it's just tightly connected to their personality. If you are open and talkative and self-confident, I believe, you don't feel shy talking in the other language if it's only a couple of phrases and you use most of the hand gestures. In Italian, it will even help. Yeah. And I feel like, although I'm a language enthusiast, I'm a linguist. I'm a teacher. I'm an English teacher. Like, I don't have any problems with speaking English anymore. Thank God. But I believe if I go to Germany and I will need to speak some German, I'm going to be very shy. And the same for, well, I don't remember any French, but still, like, I'm going to feel shy a lot. And I understand my students when they're like, I don't know, like, I want to learn English to that point that I'm confident to speak it. But I don't know, this point is different for everybody, unfortunately. Some people are even, like, more confident in elementary, and then they start doubting themselves because of all the grammar coming into their heads. But some people are become more confident at intermediate, some only at advanced or something. So it it depends. Yeah, yeah. And I also, this is, I believe that this is tightly connected with people who are saying, I want to sound like a native speaker and I want oh to have C1 and only after C1 I will start speaking and stuff because they are not feeling that self-confidence there. They are not feeling sure of their skills. And that's why they say, okay, before I go to B2, C1, C2, mm-hmm. C3, I will not do that. I will not feel confident. And again, it's all connected to our psychology and our mindset, for sure. Yeah, totally. And uh, this is why I'm trying to teach people not to make the same mistakes I did when I was like very shy first speaking English when I was a student and even a bit when I became a teacher, I'd say. And uh, I now teach people to feel free to speak English at any level. And even when they don't know any any words, some words, like use different ones, but like speak English. Speak English because your brain needs to to get used to you speaking English. If it's just going to be once in a while, it's not going to get used to it and you're going to have to push it. There's going to be resistance. For sure. 100%. Definitely. So, okay, traveling, we covered that. Yes, it, so Tells. it can be traveling. As I have mentioned, it can be something connected to studies or work. For you and for me, Zoe, we started learning English because of the school education. For you, Ty, it was German, but it was connected to learning the language more. No, I believe, Ty, for you, it was not connected to learning language in the school, right? Because the first idea was to move. Yes, actually, this is Ooh, the next way. idea. Yeah, it's it's m- more a bit traveling stuff, but I think it's not traveling, it's moving to some countries. And I've got really... I, sorry, <laughs> it's German. <laughs> I've got... 
<laughs> some pupils that want to move to another country in the future, maybe, or they already have that aim and they're just struggling through German. It's quite a good motivation, actually, moving somewhere. And I was feeling, how can I say that, excited, fascinated, and I felt that I could cover more material if I'm motivated by moving somewhere or going somewhere. So one day I'm going to go to Japan and I'm going to speak to the Japanese people and I need to learn some more. <laughs> Though, if I think that I'm moving to Japan, maybe it could give me some more motivation <laughs> than just the traveling. What, what do you think about that? That's actually a good point. I believe that it's, again, tightly connected. Traveling, you feel motivated because you understand that you need to survive somewhere, somehow there. And moving, it should be even more motivation because it's not only for a short term, for a short period, like a weekend or for two weeks of holidays, but it's supposed to be a longer period of time and you're supposed to be more prepared. Although it's may be debilitating at some point so like too much pressure let's not open that door for now i believe it's again around the same area mm -hmm. right but uh in my experience well maybe it's just my experience people move to english-speaking countries or german-speaking countries there is like even fewer than english-speaking countries i guess very rarely and i still struggle with my students when they go to now they go like to i don't know like dubai or some Asian countries and like so did you speak in English and like no but <laughs> that was the whole point of you going abroad to like speak some English and like no they they understood me perfectly I was like of course cucumbers tomatoes on my tarelka <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's another point there are so many Russian-speaking people abroad now so they don't need to you know speak English they just speak some kind of Russian, and uh, that's a bit of a problem. But if I hear somebody, I had one student who I think she actually managed to move to Canada before the pandemic. And I had her in group classes and she was like, yeah, I'm moving to Canada. I'm moving to Canada. I'm moving to it was like, <laughs> she was manifesting it. I'm like, moving to Canada. I'm like, okay, let's move you to Canada. So, and her English was quite okay. And she was moving there for work. So family, and that's a good motivation. Okay, moving anywhere may be a good motivation as well, but I'm just saying that English, unfortunately, might not come in handy in some countries or come in handy more in some and not so in others. Yeah, it's connected to globalization and stuff that if we're talking about the destinations that are popular for Russian-speaking tourists, for sure, Natives can speak some Russian and it's okay. Mm -hmm. But we are more about speaking actually the foreign language. So mm -hmm. I believe it's always a choice if you choose to go the easy way and just speak Russian to them mm -hmm. and or actually practice overcome your fears and the obstacles and challenge yourself into speaking the foreign language. But I believe moving can be very specific. Again, it can be connected to moving because of work. Your students so she moved to Canada because of work or she just decided to... Yeah, for work. It was even kind of, if I'm not mistaken, the internal mobility stuff. So like it was within the same company, just to another well, office in another country, basically. Yeah, so moving can be connected. Most of the times I heard about it is connected to work or it's connected to just general idea of being a wanderlust. 
living in different countries, or it can be connected to studies. So you move to the country to have a bachelor degree or the master's degree or PhD or whatever, or you just uh, have uh, a partner from uh, a different country. Oh, yeah. I remember, um, sorry, I just remember that in one of the pretty famous English course books, there was like five tips to how to learn a language. And there was like, listen to this, watch this. And then was like, get a partner who speaks English. And I was like, what? It sounds like getting this just a pet <laughs> for a period of time. Well, you know, get yourself a dog. I'd like to have a pet who speaks English. <laughs> like a robo -do dog or something like this oh but the real one like i don't need this i think your cat is fluent it's <laughs> fluent yes he's got he's got so many lessons every day <laughs> yeah he, he just doesn't listen to me in russian but i guess it's by choice <laughs> not because he doesn't understand me yeah you wanted to say something to get a partner who speaks the language you need to learn Uh, yeah. It was quite popular? What was it? Yes, it's, it, it's quite popular. There are many um, sites, many services nowadays, mm -hmm. online services that you can use. Am I supposed to give them it? No, like we are not affiliated. No, no. <laughs> If I just name some services, I don't know, italki or Tandem. How do you know the names? <laughs> That's interesting. No, wait, wait. Italki is just the platform for learning the language. It's not about find your spouse yeah. or something. But still, yeah. there are people who just continue communicating after. <laughs> it's about <laughs> stalker and it's not good. <laughs> well, if you have mutual uh, attractiveness or attraction, attraction. Yeah. If you're mutually attracted to each other, yes, why not? Like, are you speaking from your experience or something? Like, <laughs> yes, I've got an example. I've got an example. One of my. <laughs> acquaintances of one of the acquaintances of mine <laughs> it was not me <laughs> no, it happened to a friend it was not me i'm still in russia <laughs> it happened to a friend yes yes <laughs> so continue <laughs> what happened to a friend yes go on well they got just got acquainted through tandem with a british person a british <laughs> guy and they were just communicating i used to go to the to their speaking club they organized hmm. the speaking club and then they just realized they're in love with each other and then poof and and moved to the uk as she moved to the uk oh, or or actually he moved to russia pom pom <laughs> that could be No, I think she was smart and she moved to the UK, <laughs> right? Am I right? Yes, she did. Of course. <laughs> um, I, like, you can cut it later if you think it's inappropriate, but I know for sure, like, when I worked at the language school, we had not a lot, but some native speakers, and most of them moved to Russia to find a wife. Really? Yeah. No, we are not cutting it out. <laughs> no, for sure. And I know that some were married to some Russian women or got married or something. So, yeah, it was. it's true. That's actually a surprise. That's a surprise to me. I Because, know. well, you know, do you, sorry, do you know that Russians are still quite fascinated by foreigners? Oh, yes, yes. This way, I know. Ooh. Like, I know that it works this way. Yeah, Russian women, like, fascinated by foreigners, uh, any foreigners. And if it's an English-speaking person, it's even better. 
And I'm not saying no judgment. Like, it's fine. If you're in love, go move to the UK. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you again. Yeah. Not only UK. If it's someone from Turkey. Irish. <laughs> it's also okay. I have this theory that back there, all these British guys, I'm talking about, well, I worked with them. So they are just British guys. There are a lot of them there. They are average. Let's put it this way. But here in Russia, they're Brits. And they have more opportunities. Well, work-wise, I know for sure they're more well-paid. Like, it's just better paid, sorry, better paid. And they're like stars here. They're more popular with women. Yeah, this is what I witnessed myself. Okay, we we has just uncovered the, one of the biggest mysteries. <laughs> so, <laughs> mediocre British guys <laughs> come to Russia. We're gonna get cancelled, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true it's true they're not even in most cases they're not even like real i mean linguists or real english teachers they just take some courses become an english teacher come to russia like find a wife and because russian women are good better than the others <laughs> Yeah, I actually am surprised by that because I thought it's only working one way. So it's only Russian girls who want to get married to foreigners, but that foreigners no. want to get married to Russian girls as well. Good for them. Good for all of them. I manifested that they all find each other and be happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We are not saying that all people who come to Russia, they are mediocre and stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't cancel us. <laughs> yes, do not. Yeah, but that's a revelation for me, sure. What about you guys? Well, you've got pupils, yes? What are the reasons? Well, I'm sorry for being, again, a German and counting, <laughs> but how many pupils you've got that want to learn foreign languages for studying? How many for work? I can have kind of statistics connected to gender. Mm, well, interesting. I don't know. The majority of my students are uh, women, but I have uh, three men and two of them learn in English because of work, because both of them want to move to foreign projects, foreign companies and work there. So if it's adult men for me, for my statistics for my information bubble they mostly learn it not for fun not for learning but actually for work so it's very pragmatic and women they can learn it just for, for fun just for themselves as we call it and sometimes also for learning so i used to prepare for ielts and girls were coming to prepare to the speaking part because they wanted to enter the university in the foreign country uh -huh. so studying work for themselves actually during my professional career i have never met a man that came learning english just for himself please correct me if i'm wrong but i haven't had that unique example They say that they're, oh, I just need English for travel. And then you teach them and yeah, and they don't <laughs> travel. And that means, I think men, again, correct me if I'm wrong, might have some troubles with saying that this is just for me. So they need some kind of reason because, you know, because everybody has some kind of reason, which is we need to discuss actually. And I need a reason. What reason can it be? Okay, work, travel. But women are, might be more comfortable with saying, well, it's just for me. 
for fun. Yeah, I think so. So don't call us sexist, please. So if you are a man and you're learning the language just for yourself, please write a comment, right, to our any social media we have. We need to shed the shackles of our superstitions. Please <laughs> do that. <laughs> But for now, we stick to that. I believe that women can be easier on themselves for saying like, okay, <laughs> it's just my hobby. Mm-hmm. Oh, a hobby. Good idea. Well... Actually, we haven't talked about, like Tai mentioned at the beginning, well, for themselves. What does it mean, actually? Isn't mm. it a part of learning language as a hobby? Maybe it contains that. I mean, I mean, for themselves, I was also wondering, what is it for myself? It could be one one of the hobbies. I, I've got uh, two little hobbies <laughs> nowadays. I need some more. <laughs> so you are learning Japanese, right, Tai? Yes. Why are you learning that? Again, for myself, <laughs> I don't deny the fact that I would like to go to Japan, to travel there, to experience Japanese culture. But I'm not really into it. I mean, I'm not looking for some cheap flights there or I'm not looking for a language school in Japan to apply for. But I really like that I perceive it as a my, as one of my hobbies. I like this idea. I've got a hobby, learning foreign languages. It's also my job, but still it's my hobby anyway. And maybe there are people, maybe some people get some more free time nowadays, getting more and more free time. Maybe they work less. Hope so. Good for them if they do. Yeah, and they're starting to realize they've got some more free time and they want to do something in that spare free time. What do you think? Yeah, I just wanted to kind of sum up the part that you said. So for you, learning language is more like a hobby. Mm -hmm. And everything that we've discussed that... Like you can speak to natives, you can travel and you can have some job for you. It's like an extra perk, extra benefit to the idea of the hobby and spending time on something. Yes, I think so. Because it's a process, you know. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I know what you mean. And I'm really encouraged now because I've got this gap between semesters in our Japanese class. And I've already got the schedule for the next semester and I'm really excited about that now I'm going to learn the last semester of this course from Japan Foundation and I'm willing to finish it finish this course whatever it takes yes and I don't know really what I'm going to do after that course you know maybe you should come like cross the bridge when you come to it uh, you know as they say maybe <laughs> well, what do you mean is the, the last course like you reach a certain level and they don't teach you anymore yes yes oh I see so you will have a real like pickle <laughs> you will need to choose what to do next like continue go mm -hmm. to Japan Or give up. But I don't think you're going to give up, right? So many years. So many. Three three years. Is many. Three years is many, yeah. One too yeah. many. One too many? <laughs> no, not one too many. It's just many. It's so much effort put into it. Yes, that's true. That's true. Zoe, what about the languages that you study right now? What is the purpose for you? <laughs> no reason. That's the whole point. I would like to go to a German-speaking country. 
well, I'm not like studying German at the moment, but still, I'd like to go back to that at some point. I'm learning Spanish. I'd like to go to Spain for some time. I wouldn't like to live there. They eat too late for me. Like they have their dinner at 9 p.m. It's too late for me. <laughs> Just a joke. Minus one country. No, it's like in every joke, there is a part of truth. Yes. <laughs> so basically, this is what I do in my free time. I'm still learning English because it's a process. Like I do some stuff in English. I learn something new. I learn Spanish with a teacher because I can't make myself do something in a foreign language. Well, besides Who's English. Teacher, I'm wondering. <laughs> I think we mentioned it. Listen to the first episode of our podcast to know who is this. <laughs> so, and it was like this with all the languages. French as well. Well, French, I kind of needed for my traveling to France, but then... I remember not speaking it there at all, <laughs> speaking German. And I remember the face of my French teacher. She was like, so no French. Okay. <laughs> but I was like A1 maybe at that point. But then actually after going to France, oh my God, I studied French with two different teachers. I remember it now. Oh my God. So that was kind of motivation for me to continue studying it. So I did. Basically, it's my like free time activity. I do it. It's fun. You learn something new every lesson. It doesn't mean even grammar, like culture as well, especially with Spanish. Because it was German, it's just like everything's kaput all the time. <laughs> <laughs> this is the main culture thing for me in German. But no, I, I learned some other stuff as well. But... <laughs> I just remember, sorry for off topic. I just remember how Zoya was was writing was it a writing task just there was a form mm -hmm. for a complaint just a form for a complaint mm -hmm. and you have to fill in the form this form yeah i don't recall that in no. any english textbooks it's a german thing no no complaint complaint and you also have to say uh, something that you are complaining about in a conversation so you have to phone a company that kaput delivered <laughs> yes. to you something broken yeah yeah if it's like their culture and uh, you know more about it they it's okay when you phone in and you're like guys you send me something or this or that and it's broken they're like oh i'm sorry like that's it and it's not like in Russia even, when if you have a complaint, they they might shout at you for you having a complaint. So <laughs> That's another cultural feature of uh, our country. Yeah, you see different things. It might be the same in English. Again, English, it's very difficult for me to talk about English culture because so many English-speaking countries and India as well. So it's very <laughs> difficult. It's not one thing. Being cancelled the second time for this episode? Yes, by Indians, for sure. Yeah. Culture. Culture is important. With English, it's a bit complicated, but this is what I love about it. You can learn something about Canadians or Australians. Or Indians. Indians, yes. Let's not Ooh. forget about them. Or people from um, South Africa. South Africa, yes. Yeah, they also like have a different accent and different culture for sure. So coming back to that, it's a hobby. I don't mind it. I do not have a specific reason. This is why it's a bit controversial for me. And I, as a teacher, always ask, of course, for a reason from my students, but I don't want them to feel ashamed when they're like, I just want to like spend my free time like learning something. And if it's not long term, even it's like for some months, maybe weeks, it's okay. It's better when it's long term because, uh, well, you learn more, basically. But there are some short term goals, right? 
like sure. preparing for an exam or preparing for an exam, but we mentioned IELTS, right? Mm-hmm. But other Cambridge exams as well. It's a good goal. I don't mind it, but for me, it's a bit dry and not as fun as just learning or teaching general English or other language just for life. Mm-hmm. And even like watching a TV series with your students, which is just having fun and learning something along the way. Mm-hmm. Listening to you, I actually understood that I also always on the interview before I start working with the student, I always ask for the purpose and mm-hmm. what is it. And uh, it's a bit controversial for the teacher because when the potential student says that like it's only for myself, it can backfire on you later. It can be something like in a week, I don't know, or in a month, the person says, I don't want to do it anymore, which is okay if we're talking about real people and people as humans. It's okay, but as your teacher, it may backfire on you because it may backfire on changing the group or, I don't know, looking for some new students and changing the schedule. I believe that if we are talking about learning for ourselves and learning with no particular reason, without a deadline, yes, just for the sake of the process it's a valid reason you need to enjoy the right because if you enjoy the right you will keep doing that you will Mm -hmm. understand that you are getting better you see your progress and you get motivated just by that just by the process just by the journey and if you don't have that and you don't pay attention to that at some point your motivation can die out so if we are talking about something more specific like study or work and stuff it's kind of an artificial engine that helps you go in at the moment Mm -hmm. when you have some downs not the ups but downs and it helps but if you are self-reflexive enough if you can see the big picture you don't need that reason it's totally fine I do agree. As for me, I'm all about fun, as you can hear. But I mean that why I don't like exams and stuff, because it's a deadline and I don't like deadlines. I don't like feeling tense and people start feeling tense closer to deadline. I've got one student who are kind of preparing for one of Cambridge exams and I can see it. I can feel it. This idea, like I need to pass this exam. 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 I am relaxed. I'm like, we're going to do it. He's like, I need to pass this exam. I need to pass this exam. It might be more psychological than anything to do with English, but it's all a part of it, right? And when there is just a student, like they say, for travel and then they don't go anywhere and they go somewhere and speak Russian. As you did with French, by the way. (laughs) Guilty. (laughs) Guilty, exactly. So I completely agree. You need to make it fun. As a teacher, you need to make it fun or a kind of place they want to come back to. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. This is your aim as a teacher. And for them, if at some point they decide like, okay, I don't need it anymore. It's okay. <laughs> I did it with German. I know. <laughs> like at some point we like finished one level. A2. Yeah, we finished A2. I'm like, well, good. But like, I need to take a break. I'm still taking my break. Good for you. But I'm actually feeling like ready to maybe go back to it and at least watch something on YouTube. Anyways, it's Okay. You also need to accept that people might even prepare for some exams and uh, somewhere in the middle decide not to take it, which is also fine. Something might change anyways. With the pandemic, it was a bit difficult, especially for my students, because we used to study in the real office in Moscow. 
And then the pandemic happened and they had to switch to online. And most of them had never studied online and it was a challenge. And some of them like didn't get a chance to see again because it wasn't for them. They might be studying somewhere else. And good for them if they do. Good for them, yes. <laughs> it's all interconnected, I would say. And it's uh, always a bunch of factors. If I could sum up, I would just say it's okay if you studied for no reason. And I'm having the air quotes, no reason. Because if you just want and if you just like the language, it's a good reason, a good enough reason. Oh, exactly, yes. If you just like the sound of the language. Again, good enough reason to start. <laughs> I'm just uh, recalling that about German. Normally, studying the German for the sound, believe me. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like French and Spanish, they're so beautiful, but not German. <laughs> yeah, for, uh, that was my case for Spanish. Yes, true. Also, it's okay if you start with one reason and then you change it in the process. Mm -hmm. I started the course that I am taking right now as the course to prepare for CPE, and I'm really not sure that I will actually take the CPE <laughs> again. <laughs> yes. Just the Side note, we actually started preparing for CPE with Ksusha sometime, actually it might be three years now. At least. And then Ksusha take that course and still not sure. And like, <laughs> this is not me and this is not your teacher. This is you. Yes, it's me. I, I take full responsibility for that. I am just saying that I found joy in the process of this course. I found joy in talking to my Well, you wanted a community. You found it. Yes, yes, yes. And I wanted the community. It's actually actually can be another reason you learn the language to join to some community that is just speaking a foreign language <laughs> if it's an individual class it's just you and your teacher and it's well i don't know community can be can be two people no i mean you are uh, like more global you mean yeah more global i, I mean yes right, like yeah. you are very into latin dances and all the people Like majority of people who like Latin dances, they speak, I don't know, Portuguese or Spanish. And you're like, okay, I will just learn mm -hmm. it to join mm -hmm. this community. Yes, it will be your way in. I believe that all of that is totally fine. Yeah. I just wanted to mention that speaking of like languages and the sound, I got into watching some Korean films lately. <laughs> It's so fun. <laughs> Talking about being a Zoomer. <laughs> is that being a Zoomer? No, I mean, they're everywhere. And now I see the point because they're so good like literally every film i watched maybe i didn't get all of them to the fullest but still they're so good like i have a question like when did koreans become so good at making films at acting because mm -hmm. they're amazing and i'm like well i might learn korean although i do not really like the sound i do not understand anything i'm more about european languages but just the culture i'm interested in the culture so I might learn a language just because of the culture, because it's so different and it's so interesting. What's so interesting for you in Korean culture? What What is there that's interesting? Well, there is a lot of mm. things that are interesting. I'm like, keep saying it, mm -hmm. but their, well, lifestyle is different. Their situation in their country is different. Well, one might have something similar, but still, language is totally different from anything I've ever heard. I like their skincare. <laughs> oh, that's actually one of the... It's ridiculous. <laughs> no, it's not ridiculous. They're really good at that. But I'm not sure if it's only about skincare. I heard that they're very into plastic surgeries, and I'm not into that, but I'm into their diet, actually. I like the food, I guess. I like noodles. The cuisine. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not sure how spicy it is. They have some things I'm not fan of, but on the other hand, they're just so interesting. And they look so young. It's the funniest <laughs> thing. You watch a film, you're like, how old is this actor? Like 25, 30? I look up at like 50. Like, what? What's up with that? Seriously, I'm not joking. Is it the skincare? I believe it's a complex, again, it's like skincare. It's the DNA, I'm sorry, genetics. They also yeah. play a role. Mm-hmm. And the supplements and also all the beauty procedures, it's really complicated. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it also can be the motivation to start learning the language. Why not? Also a great idea. I believe we actually covered everything. Yep, we did. Let's have a, some kind of recap. So what can be the reasons and do we really need a reason? There might not be a reason. That's it. That's what she said. <laughs> the Office fans, please do write. Tell us how much you love The Office. As much as friends or less or let's discuss it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so basically there can be a number of reasons. So they can be obvious. They can be not obvious. If you just feel like that, if you just feel like you want to try it. Listen to your heart. Listen to your heart. It's calling for you. (laughs) And I'm the one going to singing classes and you sing, okay? (laughs) Actually, I do singing classes in English. Well, I mean, I sing in English, but we speak Russian. (laughs) Anyway, still a reason. If you want to, like, do something in this language, I want to watch Korean films in Korean. Yes. So, please, guys, you don't need the reason. You just feel like that. Go for it and see how it goes. Well, thank you for listening, guys. Reach out in the comments, email us, and share your stories. Yeah, you can also join our Telegram channel. Share why are you learning languages if you do. And thanks for listening to Zoom in Through Chaos. See you in the next episode. Yeah. See ya. Yeah.